0: Senator Joe Manchin kills Democratic dreams of federalizing all elections, and Facebook bans Donald Trump for two more years. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, let me remind you that now would be an excellent time for you to diversify at least a little bit into precious metals. I mean, look at what is going on right now. We had an inflation rate of 4.2% in April alone. It's the biggest bump since 2008. Higher fuel prices, higher food prices, construction costs, housing prices, inflation It's not just coming. It's already here. If you haven't protected your savings and your investments, you're making a mistake. At the very least, you should diversify a little bit to make sure the government isn't going to inflate you out of your savings. So I'm going to tell you again. If you haven't reached out to Birch Gold to diversify part of your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA, go ahead and do it today. Text BEN to 474747. Get a free information kit on protecting your savings with gold. I buy my gold from Birch Gold. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Countless five-star reviews, over 10,000 happy customers. Talk to them. Have them help you safeguard your investments. Ask all of your questions, then take some of your money and put it in some precious metals. I'm not saying take all your money and put it in gold bars and bury it in the backyard. I'm saying you need some money in precious metals in order to hedge against what is about to happen. Text BEN to 474747. When you make a purchase before June 30th, Birch Gold will send you a signed copy of my book, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps for Free While Supplies Last. Again, text BEN to 474747. Protect your savings today. Text BEN to 474747 to get started. Alrighty, so I have to start today with a piece of, of sad, sad news, that piece of sad news is that despite the best attempts of the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's abuelita is still living in poverty. So you'll recall that last week she had her, she, she tweeted out, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez did, about her grandmother living in Puerto Rico and her roof caving in. And then she blamed Trump. And the policymaking in Puerto Rico. Now, we could get into the policymaking in Puerto Rico, who's really responsible for the distribution of resources in Puerto Rico. it was kind of Democrats in Puerto Rico who left millions of water bottles on the tarmac to just become completely useless and all of this. But instead, one question that a lot of people were asking was, why exactly is Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who literally leased a Tesla apparently last month, why is she complaining about the living conditions of her grandmother, when she could, you know, help out her grandmother. And Matt Walsh was one of the people who actually tweeted out about this. And so she had tweeted out, just over a week ago, my abuela, grandmother fell ill. I went to Puerto Rico to see her. My first time in a year because of COVID. This is her home. Hurricane Maria relief hasn't arrived. Trump blocked relief dollars for Puerto Rico. People are being forced to flee. Ancestral homes and developers are taking them. Okay, and this prompted again, some people to say, "Um, Alexandra, you apparently just, You just leased a $59,000 Tesla because you got caught in mid-May parking in a restricted slot. And also, she has this really, really nice apartment, like this super nice apartment. She's doing fine, right? So Matt Walsh had tweeted out, shameful that you live in luxury while allowing your own grandmother to suffer in these squalid conditions. And then she got mad at him and she tweeted back at him. So Matt did what any generous conservative would do, and he started a GoFundMe for AOC's grandmother. And he tweeted out, as you've heard, AOC's abuela is living in a dilapidated home that was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. AOC is unable to help her own grandma for whatever reason. So I have set up this GoFundMe campaign to save her home. Please give if you can. Hashtag help Okay, well, within hours, like four or five hours, almost 6,000 people had pledged money to help AOC's grandmother, raising over $100,000. 000- <laughs> <laughs> then the fundraiser was shut down because somebody presumably from AOC's office or inside the family conveyed to goFundMe that they weren't going to take the money so she then tweeted out my abuela is okay but instead of only caring for mine and letting others suffer i'm calling attention to the systemic injustices you seem totally fine with having a, in you seem totally fine with in having a us colony okay th- th- this did result in one of the greatest headlines of all time okay this is the headline from the uk independent you ready Right-wing blogger launches GoFundMe for AOC's grandmother in latest personal attack. No, no attack quite like trying to hand somebody hundred thousand dollars. Man, now, normally when they say anti-Semitic attacks, they I mean somebody getting beat down the street. But I mean, if somebody wants to attack me in anti-Semitic fashion by giving me hundred thousand dollars, that sounds kind of okay to me. Just, just terrible, horrifying. I can't believe it. So, Walsh. Uh, Then tweeted out, someone in AOC's abuela's family told GoFundMe she won't take the money, even though AOC previously claimed her grandmother was in dire straits and it was Trump's fault. AOC still hasn't acknowledged this effort or thanked us. Here's the email from GoFundMe. And then he provided a screenshot. So uh, sad news. The the attempt to help AOC's grandmother was unavailing. Um, So her grandmother presumably is still living in the same sort of dire poverty, unless AOC has decided to redistribute some of her own money to her grandmother and uh, maybe skip a Tesla payment or two. All right. Meanwhile, the big news of the weekend is that Joe Manchin may have just ended Joe Biden's presidency. So Joe Biden's presidency is deeply reliant on two swing senators, particularly Joe Manchin and Kristin Cinema. Cinema is in Arizona, which is a purple state, and Manchin is in the reddest state in America. Manchin is a Democratic senator from West Virginia. He's in aberration electorally. He won his last race pretty narrowly in West Virginia. Donald Trump won that state by 39 points. Okay, it's the reddest state in America in terms of presidential politics. And yet it has this Democratic senator who's really sort of a holdover from prior generations. Because West Virginia used to be a reliably Democratic state uh, for for a very long time. It only shifted red uh, in the last few election cycles. So Manchin's sort of a holdover there. And because Manchin is a Democrat, the Democrats have the majority. And right now the Senate is split 50-50. The Republicans should have been able to take one of two seats in Georgia, but they failed to take one of the two seats in Georgia largely because President Trump decided to talk about how Georgia's elections were all skewed and all this, and Republicans in rural areas didn't show up and vote. So you ended up with two Democratic senators in Georgia, which is unthinkably stupid. And instead, you end up with a Democratic majority. But that Democratic majority is really fragile in the Senate. And it's particularly fragile because, again, Joe Manchin knows where his bread is buttered. He knows what state he represents. And he is not going to move along with this radical Biden agenda. So Joe Biden was for, he had basically one of two choices. He was forced into this choice. Choice number one. He could pursue a more moderate agenda that would pick up a few Republican votes, plus it would have cinema and Manchin on board most of the time. Or he could run directly to the radical left and he could try to apparently leverage Manchin and cinema into doing his bidding. Well, yesterday, it became clear that Joe Manchin was not going to allow Joe Biden to do the latter. Joe Biden has been trying it. Just last week, you'll remember that Joe, that, that Joe Biden got up in the middle of a speech and started ripping on his own senators. He suggested that Manchin and cinema. Should go along with the killing of the filibuster so that they could ram through a six trillion dollar budget so they could ram through a two trillion dollar infrastructure package and HR1 which would completely federalize all election procedure and make it much easier to push ballot harvesting and voter fraud and he was going to push cinema and Mansion into the corner over all of this and Mansion and cinema have repeatedly said over and over and over we are not no one's going to put baby in a corner we're not doing this we are not doing and, and Democrats this is it, it is amazing in American politics how voters nationally, because every issue has now been nationalized, the base of the party is out of alignment with the reality. Okay, the base of the party of the Republican Party will look at senators like Susan Collins in Maine and will go, oh, she's so terrible. Somebody should primary her. Neglecting, of course, that if you primary Susan Collins, there's a very, very good shot that the person who replaces Susan Collins is a Democrat. Meanwhile, you have Democrats doing the same thing with Manchin and Cinema. They're like, oh my God, look at these terror. Why do we even bother having Democrats in these states? Good question. Go for it. Seriously. Primary Manchin with somebody from the AOC wing. Primary cinema with somebody from the AOC wing of the party and see how that goes for you. Those seats will flip Republican again. So you could work in line with the reality or you can just complain about reality and force the people in your own party over to the other side of the aisle. You want to have Manchin switch parties This is a very, very good way to do it. That's how Joe Manchin is killing Joe Biden's progressive dream in just one second. First. Let's talk about the fact that if you're a responsible human being, you really need to get life insurance. You need to make sure that your family is taken care of. Between Father's Day, Vlag Day, National Yo Yo Day, a lot going on in the month of June, but Policy Genius makes it easy to cross life insurance off your to do list this busy month so you can get back to the yo yoing. If someone relies on your financial support, whether we're talking a kid or an aging parent or even a business partner, you do need life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Well, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius, which means 1300 bucks or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius, they work for you, they don't work for the insurance companies, so they will help you out every step of the way. And if you want to get started, it's really simple. You go to policygenius.com/shapiro. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need. You can compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you are ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and the scheduling for free. Policy Genius won't sell your information to other companies. Policy Genius doesn't add on the extra fees. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice and very important to get it right. Okay, so there is something to the strategy that is pushed by the radical progressive Democrats if they believe that their agenda is actually politically popular. Right, and that is, OK, fine. So we lose the seats in West Virginia and we lose the seats in Arizona. But our agenda is so popular nationwide that we're going to pick up seats in a bunch of other places. But here's the problem. Their agenda is not that popular, which means they're relying on this bare bones majority to push through a bunch of progressive policies. And that bare bones majority is not going to hold. And Joe Manchin made that clear over the weekend when he wrote for the West Virginia Gazette Mail that he was not going to vote in favor of HR one which is this bullcrap For the People Act. So the For the People Act, again, is a wild federalization of all voting procedure. It violates the Constitution. It sucks up all local voting procedure into the federal level. And then bars states from, for example, pushing voter ID. It bars states from preventing ballot harvesting, which I think is the most egregious voting practice in America. This is the practice where you're allowed to go door to door and pick up people's ballots from them. You want to talk about the possibility of voter fraud? How about you pay somebody to go pick up Democratic votes? I mean, that, that is about as as easy a voter fraud mechanism as exists in America today. And it wouldn't take very much, right? All you'd have to do is go to somebody's house. who's a member of your own party. You knock on the door. You say, did you get your absentee ballot in the mail? They say, yeah, sure. And you say, well, did you fill it out? They say, not really. And you say, would you like me to help you with that? Right? The, like the possibilities for voter fraud and voter intimidation and pressure are nearly endless. And Democrats were trying to federalize that entire procedure. They're making voting significantly less certain. Right? It's not about broadening the capacity to vote. Everybody has the capacity to vote right now. We just had an election in which 155 million people voted. The the turnout in minority communities remains extremely high. And yet Democrats, it's, it's so funny, Democrats keep saying, look at these Republicans with their with their voter integrity bills. They're only doing this because Trump is whining about voter fraud and all of this. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Your guy just won purportedly by 7 million votes. Right. Joe Biden won by seven million votes in the popular vote. Not purportedly. He actually won by seven million votes po- in the popular vote. And you are complaining that there is voter suppression going on. How explain And on the basis of that? You're going to violate the Constitution and federalize all voting procedure. OK, so Joe Manchin's like, we're not doing this. He, he writes the right to vote is fundamental to our American democracy and protecting that right should not be about party or politics. Least of all, protecting this right, which is a value I share, should never be done in a partisan manner. During my time as West Virginia's Secretary of State, I was determined to protect this right and ensure our elections are fair, accessible, and secure, not to benefit my party, but all the people of West Virginia. For example, as Secretary of State, I took specific actions to establish early voting for the first time in West Virginia in order to provide expanded options for those whose work or family schedule made it difficult to vote on election day. Throughout my tenure in politics, I've been guided by the simple philosophy our party labels can't prevent us from doing what is right. Unfortunately, We are now witnessing that the fundamental right to vote has itself become overtly politicized. Today's debate about how to best protect our right to vote and to hold elections is not about finding common ground, but seeking partisan advantage. Whether it is state laws that seek to needlessly restrict voting or politicians who ignore the need to secure our elections, partisan policymaking won't instill confidence in our democracy. It will destroy it. As such, congressional action on federal voting rights legislation must be the result of both Democrats and Republicans coming together to find a pathway forward, or we risk further dividing and destroying the republic we swore to protect and defend as elected officials. Democrats in in Congress have proposed a sweeping election reform bill called the For the People Act. This more than 800-page bill has garnered zero Republican votes. Why? Are the very Republican senators who voted to impeach Trump because of actions that led to an attack on our democracy unwilling to support actions to strengthen our democracy? Are these same senators who many in my party applauded for their courage now threats to the very democracy we seek to protect? The truth, I would argue, is that voting and election reform that is done in a partisan manner will all but ensure partisan divisions continue to deepen. So Manchin is making a pretty easy point here. He's saying, listen, it's not just Ted Cruz. who's not voting for this. Or Josh Howley. Susan Collins isn't voting for this. Mitt Romney isn't voting for this. Right. The most moderate Republican senators are not voting for this. So, says Joe Manchin, with that in mind, some Democrats have again proposed eliminating the Senate filibuster. They've attempted to demonize the filibuster and conveniently ignore how it has been critical to protecting the rights of Democrats in the past. For As a reminder, just four short years ago, says Manchin, in 2017, when Republicans held control of the White House in Congress, Donald Trump was publicly urging Senate Republicans to eliminate the filibuster. Then it was Senate Democrats who were proudly defending the filibuster. 33 Senate Democrats penned a letter to Senators Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell warning of the perils of eliminating the filibuster. It has been said by much wiser people than me that, that absolute power corrupts absolutely, says Manchin. Well, what I've seen during my time in Washington is that every party in power will always want to exercise absolute power absolutely. Our founders were wise to see them to the temptation of absolute power and built in specific checks and balances to force compromise that serves to preserve our fragile democracy. So he says, I'm not going to kill the filibuster just to push forward an act that is gonna garner zero Republican support. And he's right about all of this, but this does spell doom It may be that that Biden has had his high watermark in terms of legislative accomplishments. That whatever he was going to get done, he basically got done already. That that giant stimulus bill, which is not a stimulus bill, it's actually just inflating the the currency right now. That's all that's happening. It's just inflating prices. That that giant, quote unquote, relief package may be the biggest thing that he is able to achieve here. Now, he's pushing things like this giant infrastructure package. There's no guarantee that Manchin or Cinema are going to vote for a $2 trillion infrastructure package or kill a filibuster in order to do so. Manchin has suggested he's not a fan of it. There's no guarantee that they're gonna get certainly a six billion, a six trillion dollar budget through a Congress that has split 50-50 in the Senate. And again, instead of Biden taking the Clintonian tack and tacking to the center, Biden seems like he wants to double down on stupid here. And and he sort of boxed himself in because the sort of rhetoric that they have used, the Democrats, with regard to voting, suggests that if they are to, if they cave to Cinema and Manchin and provide some sort of compromise bill that, for example, shores up voter ID, but also broadens early voting, that if they did that, their own base would kill them. Their own base would come after them. right? They've, they've moved so far out on the limb with their rhetoric that this is all Jim Crow kind of stuff, that to be seen complicit in that is death for their base. So now they're caught between a rock and a hard place, sort of the same way the Republicans, who are also nursing a very fragile majority in the Senate and thus weren't able to get a lot done, but had also promised the world to their base or stuck between a rock and a hard place with their own base. Now, Democrats are experiencing the same thing. And and people like Barack Obama are are continuing to push it. Now, here's Barack Obama over the weekend suggesting that Republicans are rigging the game in terms of voting. Okay, what that suggests is that mansion and cinema are the villains and that they need to somehow be held to account. Well, good luck with that, gang.
1: This really has to do with the, the basic rules by which we all have agreed to to keep this uh, diverse, you know, multiracial uh, democracy functioning. Uh, are we going to stick to those rules or are we going to start uh, rigging the game in a way that breaks it? Uh, and and that's not going to be good for business, uh, not to mention
2: uh, not good for our, uh, our soul.
0: Okay, uh, not good for our soul. By the way, I, Barack Obama talking about our soul is always a, a laugh, considering how he corrupted American politics in order to foster his own power. It's pretty, it's pretty astonishing. And when we talk about rigging the rules of the game, recognize that's what H.R. 1 is. It is a giant rigging of the rules of the game. I- I'm sorry, but, but massive early voting is also rigging the rules of the game because you are rigging in advance how people are going to vote. Okay? The, the, the idea that you are voting three months in advance of an election before any of the news is broken is a bad policy. It is a bad idea. DNC chair Jamie Harrison is very upset with Joe Manchin. Here he was ripping on his own senator yesterday.
2: I'm very disappointed in Senator Manchin's decision and obviously I disagree because listen, I know he wants to protect democracy, but there will be no democracy if we don't protect the right rights to votes of all Americans. You know, Alex, there's only one party in this nation right now that has over 350 plus bills in order to suppress and encumber the rights of voters in this in, in this nation. Only one party right now that is trying to cut hours in which people can go vote. Uh, change the the standard by which courts uh, look at elections and determine whether or not there's fraud in elections. Only one party that is allowing political goons to go and try to intimidate voters at the precinct. And that's the Republican Party. This is not a both size issue.
0: Okay, so again, he's ripping on his own senator and and basically putting himself in a position in Jamie Harrison where if you don't oppose your own senator, if you don't rip on your own senator, now you're a racist, right? You're in league with the evil Republicans. Now, to debunk what he's talking about here, this notion that you are somehow restricting the right to vote by not allowing the emergency conditions of the pandemic to be the new normal is absurd on its face. And we had record voting in 2008. We had very high voting in 2012. Voting fell off in 2016 because people didn't like either candidate. And we had record voting in 2020. The notion that people are having their votes suppressed in the United States is just a lie. There is more evidence of voter fraud in the United States than there is evidence of voter suppression in the United States. There's not a ton of evidence of either. But there's better evidence that voter fraud is easy and available than that voter suppression is easy and available. Okay, Democrats, keep pushing and keep pushing this. You know, keep keep pumping that dead horse. I mean, seriously, just keep doing it, guys, because you're not you're alienating your own senators. Here's Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, ripping on Joe Manchin for not supporting the infrastructure package.
2: Do respect, Madam Secretary, but you didn't answer my question because the question is, would Manchin vote for a bill if it's just Democrats? And you said he would vote for it if it's bipartisan. Yes, I, mean, I don't know of any Republicans who are willing yes, to vote that's for his this. Yet. Yeah, well, not just preference. That might be his line, though, well, right? Right. Of course, that's his line. And you'll have to ask him about
1: where his ultimate bottom line is. But I know that he sees the faces of people who need these investments, too.
0: Okay, so she's saying she's not sure if Manchin, look, Manchin, is going to be the swing vote. He always was. The question was whether he was gonna kill the filibuster. It's clear he's not going to. This means that Democrats cannot pass any substantive bill outside of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a budget procedure. Democrats have already used one of their, they're supposed to have two per year. They already used one on the American relief bill. Okay, which again has been a complete boondoggle. They have one left. Okay, and they're probably gonna end up using it on raising corporate taxes. We'll get to in a little while. So they're not gonna have it for infrastructure they're not going to have it for hr1 it wasn't applicable to hr1 anyway cuz it's not a budgetary bill so democrats are in some trouble here the biden administration they don't have a lot of substance left out there except for raising taxes that's pretty much it raising taxes and spending some more that's that is all that is left of their agenda they're sort of world breaking let's change social policy in the united states via legislature via legislative policy that's not on the table anymore this administration could have seen its high watermark already and you know who's saying that The folks at the New York Times, quote, Democrats defeated President Donald J. Trump and captured the Senate last year with a racially diverse coalition that delivered victories by tiny margins in key states like Georgia, Arizona and Wisconsin. In the next election, they cannot count on repeating that feat. A new report warns a review of the 2020 election conducted by several prominent Democratic advocacy groups, has concluded the party is at risk of losing ground with Black, Hispanic, and Asian American voters unless it does a better job of presenting an economic agenda and countering Republican efforts to spread misinformation and tie all Democratic candidates to the far left. By the way, tie all Democratic candidates to the far left. We don't have to tie anything. You guys are doing it yourselves. You're attacking your own moderate senators. You have the president of the United States attacking the two moderate senators in your coalition. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to say anything. All I have to do is stand here and point like Donald Sutherland at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I just point at you. That's it. Republicans don't have to spread misinformation. All they have to do is spread information. The 73-page report obtained by the New York Times was assembled at the behest of Third Way, a centrist think tank, and the Collective Pack and Latino Victory Fund, which promote Black and Hispanic candidates. The document is all the more striking because it is addressed to the victorious party. In part, the study found Democrats fell short of their aspirations because many House and Senate candidates failed to match Joe Biden's support with voters of color. Those constituencies include Hispanic voters in Florida and Texas, Vietnamese Vietnamese American and Filipino American voters in California, and black voters in North Carolina. You know why? Because you keep going wild to the left. You keep going wild to the left. And yet the Democrats have shown no appetite to move back to the center. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about the best clothing on the market. I'm talking, of course, about Cut's clothing. Okay, I will admit to you freely. When I get some nice clothes, I tend to get like a lot of that piece of nice clothing and then just wear that all the time. Cut is the only t-shirt I will wear. It is that good. The sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and wardrobe. Your fits need to be versatile, blending timeless style and comfort so you look as good as you feel for that. There's Cuts clothing. Cuts has taken a classic men's fashion staple, the plain tee. They've refined it, combining premium quality with a minimalist aesthetic. Cuts shirts, polos, hoodies, and crew sweatshirts are made for the man who works hard, plays hard, and never settles for less, all in the sport of business. Take a plain tee, but make it Tony Stark. The bleeding edge of fabric technology meets the man confident enough to wear it. Cuts clothing. It is the perfect t-shirt, and they also have the new cut hoodie. They've developed Hyperloop French Terry fabric. It's a texture that's temperature-controlled and ageless. Or try the wrinkle-free Pica Polo, a design that keeps you fitted for the office, golf course, at home, the gym, or your next hot date. Cuts is premium with a purpose. I'm telling you, this clothes, they really are amazing. Like I only wear Cuts polos. I really only wear Cuts t-shirts. They're just that good. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It is office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash Shapiro. That is cutsclothing.com slash Shapiro for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Cutsclothing.com slash Shapiro. Okay, so meanwhile, the Biden administration continues to push forward extraordinarily radical plans particularly when it comes to economics. Now, what they are doing internationally is attempting to push all other countries into setting a sort of floor so that we can move above the floor. So Joe Biden knows full well that his garbage tax policy, like he's pushing corporate taxes up to 28%. Now he knows that if he gets that done, every corporation in America that has the capacity to do so will think about offshoring. They'll think about reorganizing outside the United States of America. Because this happened a lot during the Obama administration. There's a tremendous acceleration during the Obama administration. Because you just reorganize in another Western European country. So Biden has decided to combine with all of the progressive left politicians in Europe in order to foster a corporate baseline tax rate. Now, the only reason that these other countries would do that is presumably because they think that they will still have some sort of advantage over Biden. I understand that if if they set the international... Baseline corporate tax rate at 15% and Biden goes to 28%. He's still almost doubling it. So what they're figuring is, okay, well, this is still pretty good collective action for us because if we all go to 15% and I'm Germany and I can get France to do that, well, then I I guess people won't shift their corporate headquarters to France as opposed to Germany. So we'll use Biden leveraging us as a way to still continue to have an advantage over the United States, but we'll get credit from Biden and we'll prevent all the other European countries from apparently basically gaming the system. But Joe Biden, meanwhile, is making it harder to do business everywhere. He's trying to leverage. By the way, there are a lot of other countries on planet Earth. You're you're about to see if any country is smart out there that is outside of the G7, they're immediately going to lower their corporate tax rate to almost zero. And everyone will immediately start to reorganize in that country. According to CNN, a group of seven finance ministers gathering in London agreed Saturday to back a global minimum tax of at least 15% on multinational companies. The G7 group also agreed the biggest companies should pay tax where they generate sales, not just where they have a physical presence. So in other words, if a French company sells product in the United States, they'll have to pay the, t- the United States tax. Right? This is going to lead to all sorts of serious complications, by the way. Because, again, how do you even gauge—I mean, now, now you're gauging it from, from point of sale— so you have to determine whether you think that you're going to make more money by exporting to the United States or not exporting. To it. it's, it's a de facto tariff because eventually what you're going to end up with is if the United States has a higher tax rate on these corporations than does France, for example, then companies are just going to stop exporting to the United States as much. They're going to look for other markets, emerging markets. Meanwhile, that is a domestic boon for American companies. Presumably, it's basic, It's a de facto tariff. It makes it much harder for consumers to get products that they want to get at the prices they want to get them in the United States. Taxpayers end up paying the price on all of this. UK Finance Minister Rishi Sunak announced the agreement in a video posted on Twitter Saturday saying the G7 finance ministers, hailing from Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and the United States, had reached a historic agreement to reform the global tax system to make it fit for the global digital age, and crucially, to make sure it's fair so the right companies pay the right tax in the right places. Okay, right there is a defined as progressives get to tell you what to do. The agreement was made during a G7 meeting of finance ministers in London attended by Janet Yellen. Yellen said Saturday, the agreement was a significant, unprecedented commitment from the world's richest economies aimed at preventing companies from avoiding taxes by shifting profits overseas. Because, again, by the way, corporate profits, that's double taxation because all that stuff gets passed down to you in the form of dividends or in the form of wealth that is passed on generationally or in the form of income. Right. Because most of us work for corporations. Tech giants such as Apple, Facebook, and Google might be affected by the agreement. Foreign governments have long complained large digital companies should pay them more in taxes. Some have recently passed taxes specifically for targeting revenue generated by such companies, including those based in the United States, like Facebook, Google, and Amazon. Nick Clegg, of course, of, re- or of Facebook, whose main job is to please the Biden administration, said they're happy about this. This is what people don't understand about these major corporations. They understand that Facebook, over at Facebook, Nick Clegg understands Facebook will survive the global taxation. It is the smaller competitors who are going to pay the price. We now live under the rule of corporatism, cronyism, in which these giant corporations work hand in glove with the government in order to enshrine their own power. And if they have to pay a little bit more in tax to make sure their competitors can never rise up, they do it. Google said it strongly supported the work done to update international tax rules and hopes countries continue to work together to ensure a balanced and durable agreement will be finalized soon, said Google spokesperson Jose Castaneda. A spokesperson for Amazon also embraced all of this. Okay, so again, there there are a a there are, there are a couple of countries that want to undercut this. Ireland is one of them because they offer a corporate tax rate of just twelve point five percent. This is what smart countries will do. If you're not a member of the G7, lower your corporate taxes now and get ready for the money to flow in. All of this is not going to be good for the United States economy. Raising taxes sucks money out of the entrepreneurial sector and into the pockets of giant government bureaucrats who then spend the money on stupid garbage, which is why you have low growth rates across the West for the last several decades. Okay, but, but Joe Biden is delusional. He said, our plan is working, our pl-, except it's not. Here is Joe Biden having to announce last Friday that his economic plan is working, despite the fact that, un- again, we had a, a third straight month of underperformance, economically speaking. We had March, which was a big job month and then was revised downward. It was like 900,000 jobs revised downward to 770,000 jobs. Then we had April, which missed by three quarters of a million jobs. And then we had May, which missed by 100,000 jobs. And this is, again, because Joe Biden's economic policy is garbage. And yet here was Joe Biden stumbling and bumbling his way via his war with the teleprompter to uh, the notion that his plan is working.
2: We have a chance to seize on the economic momentum of the first months of my administration, not just to build back, but to build back better. This much is already clear. We're on the right track.
0: That is not clear. Our
2: plan is working. Nope. And
0: we're not going to let up now. Nope. We're going to continue to move on. Okay, so even the the folks at the Washington Post are just cheerleading him. They said, you know what? Maybe we'll get back to where we were in terms of jobs by the end of 2022. Now, you may have noted that it is now June of 2021. That's insane. His plans are not working. He's gone back to the same slow growth strategies that were pursued by Barack Obama. Hamstring major corporations. Threaten them with, with post facto taxation. Threaten them with global taxation. Raise the spending. I mean, the, the, these economic plans are not, in fact, working. He's taking credit for a natural economic boom that he himself is suppressing. Right? This, this, it's, it's amazing to watch the gaslighting, right? Joe Biden said that we are experiencing historic jobs progress. Okay, no, we're experiencing historic jobs progress because we had the economy put into an artificial coma for a year. It was an induced coma for a year. And now we're coming out of that. You don't get to take credit for us coming out of that when you are doing your best to make sure we never come out of it.
2: This is progress, historic progress. Progress, that's pulling our economy out of the worst crisis it's been in 100 years. And it's testament to the new strategy that is growing our, this economy, not only growing it, but growing from the bottom up and the middle out. Remember, when I took office in January, our economy was in a tailspin. Job growth had stalled. COVID was raging. Average initial claims for unemployment insurance were over 830000 per week. Now those claims have fallen below 430000 about half of what they were when I took office. Okay, we
0: had a reduction in the labor force participation rate in the United States. When he says build back better, how about this? How about we just build back to where we were before all this stuff happened? You know, a 3.6% unemployment rate and rising wages. How about that? build back better. It's it's all an excuse for them to push bad policy. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact you don't want to be going to the auto parts store now or ever. Why would you want to? You stand in line. You finally get to the front of the line. They ask you a bunch of questions. You have to look it up on your phone. Finally, you get the answers. And they're like, oh, yeah, let me check the back. They come back out, don't have the part. We're ordering it online, and we're upcharging you by 35%. Or... You could just go to the interwebs and skip the middleman. RockAuto.com is so much easier than doing any of that stuff. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts? They're a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com. Right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Shapiro in there, How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you again. Rockauto.com. Go check them out right now. That's rockauto.com. You will get the lowest available price and you will get the best available part. Rockauto.com write Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you in the first place. Okay, so meanwhile, Joe Biden's labor secretary is just fibbing. So his labor secretary, Marty Walsh, he says, you know what? It's not that we're paying people to stay home that's keeping people home. It's um, it's also it's 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 actually, you know, like um Well, that's pretty much their answer over at the Biden administration. Here we go.
2: President Biden's plan is is working. We're going to continue to move forward here. Uh, We saw growth in hospitality and leisure and restaurants, the largest growth for the last two months. And that's a good thing. A lot of the the restaurants and businesses that were saying that people weren't coming back to work because of the $300, are actually in those industries. And we're seeing those industries coming back, which is a great thing to do for our country, to see those industries coming back, seeing hospitality come back, seeing travel come back. It's great to see that.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Except for the fact that people aren't coming back and people are having to incentivize people to even come in for interviews. You know who's admitting this much, by the way? New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. So New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is a terrible governor. He also is a radical Democrat. He's one of these shut down, insane Governors who decided that every single thing in his state would need to be shut down until basically forever. he He fully admits that payments are keeping people at home. I think it's a combination
1: of things, Stephanie. I think it's uh, more time on the clock. I do uh, support Jason's comments that this is temporary to some degree. Perhaps it's due to that uh, somewhat to the three hundred dollars premium. I think that may be part of it, but i I actually believe it's a combination of things. Uh, I think it may be daycare. We're not entirely full on in school. So you've got some realities of taking care of your kids. I think you've got folks who are scared still to get back into an indoor setting.
0: Okay, nope. We have all of the same provisions that we had before the pandemic, right? We have the same exact daycare centers that are now open. They were open before the pandemic. And yet you're like, at least they're acknowledging the reality. Here's one area where he won't acknowledge the reality. Right? Here, there's the there's the reality that Democrats know about. And then there's the the reality they will acknowledge. The reality that they know about is that when they raise taxes and make it harder to do business, businesses don't do business. And then there's the reality they will acknowledge, which is maybe sometimes that's true, but we're going to pretend it's other things. So here is New Jersey Governor Murphy saying people aren't leaving New Jersey because of high taxes. Of course they are. I know people who have left New Jersey because of high taxes. I left California because of high taxes. Here is here is Phil Murphy saying a perfectly idiotic thing.
1: It turns out people, in fact, are not leaving New Jersey. The census uh, showed that uh, we gained uh, many hundreds of thousands over the last decade, and in the past year alone, somewhat due to the pandemic, by the way, a lot more people are coming than leaving. That does not mean that we don't care about cost of living or the price you pay to live in a in a state that we think is the number one state in America to raise a family. Uh, I would just say, when you're the densest state in the nation, which we are, in the densest region in the nation, uh, in the Northeast Corridor, with a more than our share of legacy assets, any infrastructure program, uh, we are a huge winner.
0: OK, nope. Okay, Democrats, again, refusing to acknowledge the reality. So fine. Keep, keep it up, guys. Don't acknowledge the realities. Keep pushing radical spending and taxation policy. Keep pushing more of this critical race theory nonsense that you guys have been pushing and see how it works out for you. Seriously, and alienate the two moderate senators in your coalition at the same time. It's going to go great. Now, the good news for the Democrats is they can always count on the love of the media. So Brian Stelter had on Jen Psaki over the weekend. CNN's reliable sources. And he could ask her anything, right? Anything. I mean, right now, the White House has been promulgating misinformation about the economy. The White House has been promulgating misinformation about COVID. The White House has been lying about the role of China and they've been prevaricating about what they plan to do with regard to China. He could ask, you know, about, all or any of those things. Instead, here's how the media act. Like, this is just such a window into how the, the CNN media treat the, their, their bosses over the Democratic Party. Because let's be frank about this. They're a propaganda wing for the White House. Here is Brian Stelter performing his, uh, his lapdog functions.
2: Busy summer ahead, infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong?
0: Um, what do you think we get wrong? What, what, how is it? Can you imagine asking that to Kaylee McEnany? What do you think we get wrong about Trump? He would never ask that question. Come on. We all know what this is. How cozy are the press with the, with the White House at this point? So the White House reporter for USA Today tweeted this out yesterday, tweeted out a picture of cookies that Kamala Harris was handing out to members of the White House press corps on Air Force Two. Their picture, I, I don't know who did this cookie and... I, maybe they're good at cookie making, but it's a, Kamala Harris handed out cookies with a, an icing picture of Kamala Harris on the cookie, but her face is not on the cookie. It looks, it, it's like completely, it, it's, it's completely mushed out. So she just, it's just right. It looks like one of these modern paintings in, you know, in Italy every so often. You'll get the, the a city will we'll find some local artists to redo like a classic renaissance work of art. And then it'll look completely deformed. It's like the Ronaldo statue that I love so much where the face looks nothing like it. So that, that, those are the kind of cookies that Kamala Harris is handing out. And the members of the press just eating it up. Kamala Harris is the greatest. Joe Biden's the greatest. What kind of ice cream are you eating today, Joe? Yeah, the, by the way, the, people tend to think that the media are helping the Democrats in this. There comes a point where the help begins to hurt because you're not asking them any of the tough questions they require in order to correct policy. So instead of a popular Clintonian presidency, you're going to end up with a very, very unpopular Jimmy Carter presidency because you spend all of your time ass-kissing the people who are promulgating bad policy. Okay, in just one second, we're going to be getting to COVID policy over at the White House and the continuing fibs and sillinesses with regard to Anthony Fauci. First, let's talk about the fact that you need to upgrade your employee base. You need to make your employees better. If you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person for your role. That's why hiring can feel like trying to find the needle in a haystack. Sure, you could post your job to some job board. Then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. That's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. It's no wonder Over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. I mean, without ZipRecruiter, we would not have the wonderful Fabiola, who not only does an incredible job with makeup, but also, apparently, I did not know this, can break downs. Also is an archer. And she's not great at coming, uh, like walking down hills. I've I've seen her fall down a hill, but she's great in terms of recovery, like very, very tough. So while other companies overwhelm you with way too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack right now. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ziprecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. Once again, remember to go to this unique place, ziprecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. All right, we're going to get to more in a second. First, we all love watching Candace drop truth bombs here at Daily Wire, but We are also huge fans of letting the truth trickle through our headphones on the go. That's why we've made sure that one of her best qualities, logic, can go wherever you go as well. Whether she's asking Donald Trump hard-hitting questions like whether she should hop on his ticket in 2024 or getting Adam Carolla to expose Hollywood conservatives or giving feminism the roast it deserves with her panel of guests, you're guaranteed a smart... Funny listening experience. So, subscribe to and download Candace, the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your platform of choice may be. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave a five star review. Keep Candace's podcast at the top of the charts. While you're at it, don't stop at Candace. My new series, Debunked, has an audio episode dropping every Saturday in it. I expose leftists for the frauds they are and their ideology for the silliness it is in only 15 minutes or less. So if you're stepping out for a quick walk, learn how to absolutely destroy the left's talking points surrounding teachers unions or transgender rights ideology or the minimum wage with every step you take. Don't let the woke roll over you with their baseless accusations and silly lies about science. Listen to Debunked. Prepare yourself for the many unfortunate leftist encounters you may have on a daily basis. Just head on over to Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe and download Debunked, your future self, will thank you. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. Bump this podcast to the top of the charts. Again, it's a separate podcast called Debunked. Search for it, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Left hates it when we succeed, so that's always a double win. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Now, meanwhile... The Biden administration continues to defend the embattled Dr. Anthony Fauci's embattled because we've seen his emails over the last year. And it turns out that he's a career bureaucrat who defends his institution above the science. We've known this for a while. He has shifted his opinion on everything based not on the science, based instead on whatever the Biden administration wants from him or what is considered the most protective viewpoint with regard to the NIAID, that's the institution for which he works. Nonetheless, the Biden administration suggests there are no circumstances under which they would fire Anthony Fauci, which is a hell of a job guarantee. I wouldn't provide that here at Daily w- No circumstances, like at all? Like he's caught in flagrante delecta with a horse and n- nothing? Like it turns out to be personally cooked up. With- <laughs> like I-, I I, I could imagine circumstances. Like, why would you ever say something like this? Seriously, here's Jen Psaki coming out four square with Dr. Anthony Fauci.
2: Dr. Fauci is a renowned public servant, uh, civil servant, I should say, career civil servant. Uh, he's overseen management of multiple global health crises and the attacks and, and, and attacks launched on him are certainly something we wouldn't stand by. Since you mentioned Dr.
0: Fauci again, can you imagine any circumstance where President Biden would ever fire him? No. No? Under any circumstances? OK, like what if? what if, for example, he knew full well about the fact that the United States had funneled funding? via a third-party EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan lab where COVID-19 was developed, and then he had actively played down the possibility of a lab leak for like a year. What, what if that? Well, like, that that might be a problem. Would it not? A- apparently not. Joe Biden says he's still confident in Fauci. Now, to be fair, Joe Biden doesn't know where he is or who Anthony Fauci is, so uh, you, you always have to take this stuff with a grain of salt. He's about to walk into a wall here. Mr. President, you call
2: confident in Dr. Fauci Yes, I'm
0: very confident, Dr. Fauci. He pops his head back out just to say that. It's like a weird groundhog. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm not sure why they're so confident in Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci has suddenly become very hawkish on asking China to be compliant with his request for information. He said over the weekend that he would love to see what happened in China in 2019. He said, I would like to see the medical records of the three people who are reported to have got sick in 2019. Did they really get sick? And if so, what did they get sick with? The same with the miners who got ill years ago. What do the medical records of those people say? It's entirely conceivable the origins of SARS-CoV-2 was in that cave and either started spreading naturally or went through the lab. Oh, is that conceivable now? Interesting. Fascinating. Like you spent a year downplaying this thing and saying anybody who mentioned it was ridiculous. That was shortly after you were asked specifically by Rand Paul in public whether you were participating in masks theater. No, I would never participate. And then it turns out, of course, you were participating in mask theater. You are also asked by Rand Paul, once you've had COVID, aren't you immune? And you're like, no, we don't know. And so you're, you're really, really bad at your job. But the good news is the administration is going to defend you because at least you're not pro-Trump. And that's the important. We'll get some more on this in just one second. First, with inflation on the rise, 20 bucks barely gets you anything these days. In most restaurants, you can't get a burger and fries for under that. How about it, like at the gas pump? Well, you might be able to get like a quarter of a gallon or something. I mean, like really, gas is getting very expensive. But from my cell phone company, PureTalk, you can get unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. PureTalk gives you the same quality of service as your current cell phone provider, but for half the cost. I want to ensure you heard that. This is top tier coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the cost of other carriers. The average family will save almost a thousand bucks a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can switch to PureTalk with the phone and phone number you currently use, or you can take advantage of their great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Making the switch is incredibly easy. Their U.S. customer service team can help you join Pure Talk in as little as 10 minutes. Choose to spend your hard-earned money with a wireless company that shares your values, supports our military and veterans, a company that creates American jobs and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Don't spend another day spending ridiculous amounts of money on your phone plan. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Right now, my listeners can get an additional 50% off their very first month of coverage. That's puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Meanwhile, Anthony Fauci, Appearing on media, only friendly media, of course, and being asked questions like, why are people so mean to you on MSNBC?
1: You know, there's this concern. Is it a natural evolution or is it something that happened out of a lab, an accident or what or what have you? It is important to understand that. But it is being approached now in a, in a, in a very vehement way in, in a very distorted way, I believe, by attacking me. I think the, the question is extremely legitimate. You should want to know how this happened so that we can make sure it doesn't happen again. But what's happened in the middle of all that? I've become the object of extraordinary, I believe, completely inappropriate, distorted, uh, misleading and misrepresented attacks.
0: Really? Have you now? Interesting. Some of us were actually willing to give Dr. Fauci the benefit of the doubt for like months and months and months. Got a lot of flack for that because people wanted to jump to a conclusion. And then I reached the conclusion that many of them wanted, which is that he's not a good public servant. And, uh, and now I guess I'm the source of these distorted attacks. Like, what have I said about Fauci that's a distortion? Can anyone name a thing? There was an article in Politico that suggested that I was at the forefront of leading the attacks on Fauci. What have I said about him that's untrue? Seriously, like, name the thing I've said about Fauci that's untrue. You can't because I have not. I've said far fewer untrue things than Dr. Fauci has. That's for damn sure. Jay Bhattacharya over at Stanford University, who was widely reviled among Democrats for the last year because he had the temerity to suggest that perhaps we ought to aim for herd immunity among the young and healthy, or that perhaps we ought to lower restrictions among the young and healthy while protecting the elderly, which is exactly what Ron DeSantis did in Florida to great success. Bhattacharya went hard after Fauci over the weekend.
2: He's been all over the place on masks. Uh, There's some emails you can find in the treasure trove of emails that have been released where he acknowledges that the the virus is aerosolized. Well, the the, the cloth masks that the people have been recommending they're not very particularly effective against aerosolized viruses, I don't really understand uh, his back and forth. And his answer made absolutely no sense. Yeah, you should change your mind when the science changes. But what is that science that changed that convinced him that masks are the most effective way? Uh, In fact, like the the CDC director, uh, Robert Redfield said that masks were more effective than than vaccines. And Dr. (laughs) Fauci did not contradict him when, when Dr. Scott Atlas said that, that that was nonsense, which it was. I, I mean, I think it's, it's just, it, I, I think his credibility is entirely
0: shot. Okay, and that is true. His credibility is shot. But here is the thing. For a year, if you contradicted Fauci in any way, or the WHO, or to science, right? Scientific institutions, not the process of science. If you did that, you'd be shut down by Facebook. Right? misinformation, misinformation. This is why, you wonder why so many conservatives are upset? about social media, and their crackdown on particular types of information? Not because we believe that everything you're cracking down on is true and decent. It's because we don't trust you to determine what is true and decent. We do not think you should be the arbiter of truth. So, for example, Facebook is now announcing that they have banned Trump for an additional two years, According to the New York Times, Facebook said on Friday Trump's suspension from the service would last at least two more years, keeping the former president off mainstream social media for the 2022 midterm elections, as the company also said it would end a policy of treating posts from politicians differently from those of other users. The social network said Trump would be eligible for reinstatement in January 2023 before the next presidential election. Okay, now, regardless of what you feel about Trump, regardless of what you feel about what he said about the election, the notion That Facebook should be deciding what you are allowed to see and hear is completely absurd. It's absurd, especially considering that for the last year, if you said true things about the possibility of a lab leak from Wuhan, you are going to be suppressed on social media. The question isn't about Trump specifically. The question is about what standards do you guys have? And the answer is you don't have any standards other than the arbitrariness of bouncing from wall to wall, along with whatever whatever Democrats would like today. If Democrats want you to support a global tax, you'll do it. If Democrats want you to ban Trump, you'll do it. And if Democrats want you to uphold the scientific credibility of people who have lost all credibility like Fauci, you'll do that too. So we don't trust you, nor should we. All we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Moles Show. He discusses Joe Biden ignoring D-Day to remember the Tulsa race riot of 1921. You can hear more details about that story on Michael's show. That's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Klavan Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring, our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Sayovitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021.
1: A lecturer at Yale fantasizes about shooting white people. Joe Biden ignores D Day to remember the Tulsa race riot of 1921. And Facebook bans Trump for another two years. Check it out on The
2: Michael Knowles Show.